BTB listeners, thank you so much for checking out today's episode. Listen, if this episode inspires you, do me a favor, take five seconds to shoot me a like and subscribe to the podcast. There are several more exciting guests that are in the pipeline, and I just can't thank you enough for your continued support, and let's keep paying the mission forward. In today's episode, I sit down with Derek Thomas, who is an entrepreneurial spirit who comes from the world of real estate. And over the last 20 years, he's been able to produce an extraordinary business filled with success, accolades, awards that are unprecedented. More importantly, his ability to help others and to be a servant heart and to be somebody that allows an interaction and a decision, one of the most important decisions that we make in our life, truly incredible experience. We chat about the life lessons he's learned on his real estate journey, some of the pros and cons of the business, what's led to his success, the current state of the real estate market, and what he's done to pay forward by helping others obtain their goals and their dreams that will impact you as the listener. On today's episode of the BTB Project. Today's guest is an entrepreneurial spirit who comes from the intriguing world of real estate. He has spent the last two decades dedicating his life to building his business, honing his craft, which has put him as one of the top 1% producing agents in the state. Throughout his journey, he has experienced valuable life lessons that not only impacts his own family, but it has allowed him to pay it forward as a mentor and helping others achieve their goals. We sit down together to discuss those lessons that will impact you as the listener, and you will be engaged and intrigued by this young man's story. Derek Thomas. Welcome to the BTB Project. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you. Welcome to the BTB Project, designed to empower listeners to identify their why and to live their best lives no matter the circumstances. My name is Coleman Gerhardt, a former athlete and motivational coach. I've had the opportunity to inspire thousands through my story and help accomplish what they are built to be. You'll be encouraged by each and every episode, and let's get into it. Yeah, when I blow up, I'm a sore high like Peter Pan. In real life, be living out my dreams. If I'm waking up, it's in a foreign land. I'm always humbled on the BTB project to bring listeners, influential guests, and just people that have been an impact in my life. This next individual is not only a good friend of mine, but I believe one of the most caring, inspirational spirits that also knows a thing or two about real estate. And I'm incredibly humbled today to bring on one of the top producing real estate agents in the state of Colorado, Derek Thomas. Welcome to the BTB Project. Hey, thank you, Coleman. Good morning, everybody. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. 
Coleman certainly is a very highly respected individual in my world as well and a great friend of mine. And I'm just happy to uh, be able to be on here today with you guys and talk about life. So uh, absolutely. And the ability to know that both of us have pretty deep rooted uh, Colorado ties. You know, I grew up in Parker and you weren't uh, too far down the street. I believe spent a little bit of time in, in Aurora and kind of that area growing up. But I think what's really neat is our backgrounds together led us to in cash, what, 2013, I remember giving you a phone call and here I am with a young family and a little bit of moving parts after marriage and I'm looking for a house. So it'd be kind of fun to get the listeners up to speed on what you were up to in 2013 and where you were at in your real estate career at that point. That was the beginning of some of the better times in real estate for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I've been in the industry now for two decades, 20 years. And, you know, so I went through the recession and, you know, certainly we all had our hardships, especially in the real estate industry through that time. You know, 2011, 2012, things started to, to really change. You know, a lot of investors were coming out of the woodwork, buying up some of the bank owned properties and things like that. Yeah, Coleman was a, a good friend of my wife's as well. They went to uh, high school together in Parker, and I was lucky enough to meet my beautiful wife um, in her last year of, of high school. And that's kind of how I became friends with Coleman. And, you know, we, we kind of cultivated a relationship from there over the years. And Coleman did come reach out to me in 2013, and him and his beautiful wife, Amanda, and, and his children were in need and in the process of trying to figure out where they wanted to, you know, make home. And so we started that journey together, which was a lot of fun. And I think we, we saw a, a lot of bad ones before we found, uh, <laughs> you know, the one gem or the one good one yeah. at that time. But uh, it was just a, a sheer pleasure and great experience, you know, just working with uh, Coleman and his family, trying to find them that right house. And you know, the big thing for me and my business and industry is, is that, you know, it's a, it's a service business. You're servicing people. What's so fun is, is to be able to be involved in that process with the family right. in a decision that's so important. And especially, you know, an amazing family, like, like, you know, Coleman and, and Amanda, um, it's just a, a, a true pleasure. That's what makes me get up every day and want to do what I do is, you know, people like you that, you know, just are fun to work with and enjoyable and it's neat to be a part of that process. That's such a big decision. So, yeah. And I think that's a lot of relatability that we have is through my coaching background. It's all about serving, helping others and relationships. And I'll just never forget really the above and beyond approach that you took into serving me, serving my family in one of the most important decisions that we've made in our lives. And, you know, I, I got to ask, I mean, when it comes to what makes you tick, Derek, and kind of some of the why behind what you do, I understand that your dad was was in real estate back in the day. And I just want to understand what really established you to feel like, you know, I want to put myself out there and help as many people as I can with these types of transactions. Yeah, great question. So um, you're right, Coleman. So my, my father was in the real estate business, um, you know, as I was a kid growing up. And um, interestingly enough, he was never a realtor. He never helped people buy and sell homes. He was in the investment business, mm -hmm. essentially. 
and uh, he owned and operated apartment buildings. So he was in the multifamily industry and mainly in the Phoenix, Arizona market, um, you know, real close to a lot of the colleges and, and you know, uh, hospitals, things like that. He would strategically try to, you know, purchase assets in, in good areas that there's employment and growth. And, you know, so there was a lot of great learning experiences that I had growing up with him, learning that investment side, learning and understanding, you know, what an asset is and, you know, how that can produce fruit in the future and how you can leverage that into, you know, multiple buildings and things like that. So um, I always had the intentions and wanted to be in the multifamily industry. And, you know, coming out of uh, high school, I ended up getting my real estate license and, you know, decided that I was going to, you know, start with residential real estate, you know, just while I was trying to study and get, you know, through college and, you know, possibly, hopefully end up at a multifamily type brokerage firm. And mm. um, what I found through that process was, is that, you know, I really enjoyed working with people and working with them and their dreams and goals and aspirations, as opposed to, you know, a, a large corporation or a business that's looking to acquire assets, or, you know, maybe it's a smaller time guy, but, you know, there's, there's not much emotion involved with it. It's all numbers. And, um, and I still do, don't get me wrong, I, I do a lot of investment real estate with investors and people, but, you know, to me, I just really enjoyed the, the personal relationships and being able to cultivate those with families like yourself and, you know, being able to be referred to other great people that know, like, and trust me. And that's kind of the foundation on which I built my business back in 2004, mm. you know, 2005, 2006. And then in 2007, I did take a crack at multifamily and uh, got on with a local firm in Denver. And, you know, I was making 50 cold calls a day and, you know, walking streets and trying to meet property managers and, you know, documenting who owns what buildings and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I just found that, um, you know, at the time I, I was newly married and we were preparing, you know, for the birth of my first child as well. And we were going into the recession and, you know, there was just a lot of things personally going on for me at that time. And I think that really kind of pivoted my career, you know, in the, in the direction that God wanted it to go at that time. And, um, you know, I listened and I said, okay, this is one roadblock after another. Um, you know, I tried to persevere through it, but it was just apparent that, you know, it's probably time to get back into the residential business. And so I did, and, uh, yeah. you know, I'm thankful that I did. And, you know, it's provided a great living for my wife and my two daughters. And, you know, ultimately it just provides passion and just something inside me that I wake up excited every single day mm. to help somebody. And ultimately that's all we can ask for with our jobs. Cause you know, we spend a lot of time doing what we're doing, especially in real estate. Right. Um, my, my poor wife has <laughs> been uh, amazing dealing with me and putting up with me working seven days a week for the last 20 years of my life. But mm. You know, it's something that is just, uh, it, it's just part of us. It's part of my kids, you know, they're in the car with me sometimes on showings and, you know, I'm taking them through old, old, you know, scrapes down in Denver and, you know, they get to see a different way of life and how people live. And, you know, I think that it's a good educational process too, for my own kids and family, just, you know, based on what I do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's well, no, it's well said, man. It's well said because a lot of people don't realize, and I remember having this discussion with you, is the real estate agent life on the surface looks 
like all of the glitz and glam and create your own schedule and so on and so forth. But where I give you a, just a tremendous amount of respect is each and every transaction that happens, there's not money coming in during that. It is truly you earning what you're doing. And every step along the way that I've seen in your path, one, not only being a client of yours, but two, seeing the sacrifices you have to make to provide for your family is a tremendous testament to your character, but also to the kind of maybe some of the things that people don't see in the real estate field, the career. And I think it would be really neat for you to shed that light to the listeners of what sacrificing really means in this industry you've been in for over two decades. Well, thanks, Coleman. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think a lot of people, you know, look at real estate and realtors like, oh, that's easy. I can get my license, which is very simple. The, the barrier to entry is near nothing. Um, but what a lot of people don't understand is you are running a business and you are self-employed. So, you know, when you see somebody, let's say they work for Remax or Keller Williams or whatever, people on the outside, a lot of times think that they're actually employed by those companies. And the reality is, is us as realtors, we are actually hanging our license with that company and brand, but we all work for ourselves and we all, you know, basically get paid on, on whatever it is that we sell. So we're, we're essentially salespeople at the end of the day. But, you know, for me, I think it's just, if, if you're going to do something right and you're going to do it wholeheartedly and you're going to do it 110%, you got to put everything into it. And when you do that, whether it's a sport, whether it's the real estate industry, whether it's, you know, what you're doing, Coleman, with the DTV project, you know, there's going to be sacrifices, there's going to be hardships, there's going to be struggles that behind the scenes, nobody's ever going to see. And they just see the fruit that's produced from these types of, of, you know, people like you and I, who are go-getters, and we get up every day and we push to make something happen. Um, but what they don't realize is that there's no time off, you know, my mm. phone's ringing at eight, nine o'clock at night on weeknights on a Sunday night, you know, I go to church and my phone could be ringing. I could be trying to even get a bike ride in just to, you know, I enjoy cycling to work my heart and that sort of thing. And yeah. I put my earpod in and I'm answering phone calls, you know? So it's just one of those industries that it's very tough because I don't have a nine to five job and my phone doesn't shut off on the weekend. So I don't have the benefit like some people of a, I know I'm going to collect a paycheck every two weeks. B I've got health insurance paid for and C my phone shuts off at five o'clock and I don't have to turn it on on the weekend. That doesn't exist for me. And, and that's okay. There's, there's no safety net that I have with what I do for a living. There's no backstop. You know, I yep. am the backstop and, and me providing for my family means that I have to be on my A game every day. And hopefully I wake up each day and I want to be better than I was the last day mm. and not just business, but in, you know, my personal life, my personal relationships, you know, family, friends, wife, kids, all of those things, being a father, you know, I think it's just one of those things you just, you try to learn from your mistakes. And all you can do is learn from them and execute the next day better than you did the last because we can't look in the rearview mirror ever. So, um, but there is a lot of hardships with real estate, you know, and, and there's so many variables and things you can't control. Yeah. You know, for instance, we just came off a, a good three-year run on real estate where interest rates were at all-time historic lows. 
We had more money, you know, and loans flown than we've seen probably in the last 10 years. And, you know, here we are now, interest rates have more than doubled from where they were this time last year and the market's slowing down. You know, buyers are scared. There's fear in the economy. There's a lot of global situations yeah. happening right now that, you know, are affecting people. And at the end of the day, it's my job to be the light and to try to show people and tell people that, you know, everything's going to still work out, even given what the timing is. And no matter what, you know, the variables are in the market, there's always going to be something. And right. it's just a matter of figuring out a way around it and figuring out a way to persevere through it and, and make it work. Yeah, no, that transparency, I think, is really important because you and I both know there's a lot of former athletes that find themselves transitioning into roles similar that you and I have, whether it's sales or a real estate role. And I, you know, when I think of the trenches, you know, I always shared my war stories with you of how I developed as a tennis player and the sacrifices that I made, or when I started my own coaching business and the sacrifices I made. And I just remember some times where it's like, man, is this really worth it? You know, at, at one point in my career, I had to pivot out of full-time coaching in a hole. And I appreciate your compliments about the, the podcast and the BTB project, because this is really a, another unique way as a platform to really tap into some of those, uh, you know, characteristics that I was instilling as a coach, you know, helping others, identifying whys, because whys can overcome any how. And when I think of your situation and some of the, the hurdles and mountains and adversity that you've faced, could you share maybe a time where it was just like, man, what am I doing? And how are you able to get through that to continue what you're doing? Well, I think uh, there's a lot of days, Coleman, I wake up and ask myself that. You know, I, I think, you know, for me, I've just uh, have a personality that, you know, if, if there's 15 roadblocks in the way, I'm going to go and jump through all of them. And, and if it takes me twice as long as I anticipated doing it, I'm still going to make it. And, you know, it's a mental tough game. Like you got to just be really mentally tough. Um, where'd you know, that come and, from, man? I mean, where did it, where did it instill? You just didn't wake up like that, you know? No, I, you know, I think part of that, that's a good question. Coleman. I, I, you know, I think for a lot of people, it could be just, you know, genetic, the way they're raised, those sorts of things. I had a, an amazing mother and father growing up and, and sister and, um, you know, great family. They were fully supportive of me. I played uh, competitive ice hockey growing up and we traveled everywhere. Looking back at it now, I think my parents were crazy doing it. I mean, we would be flying to Canada and Minnesota and all over the place. And, you know, my sister would be in tow and, you know, they, they sacrificed a lot too, to, to support me as a, as a kid growing up. But yeah. I think for me, you know, it was, um, I just, I've always wanted to be an accomplished person. I didn't know what that looked like, you know, when I was young at the time. And I think we all mature in different ways as we go through life and we have our different seasons of hardships in life. You know, it really kind of, um, designs or transforms us into what we, what we need to be or, or mm. who we are, you know, as, as the decades go on, you know, and I say decades now, even though you and I are fairly young guys, but we're getting older pretty quick here. And our kids are just, you know, growing up. Shooting on us. up, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but I think, you know, for me, it's just, it's, um, it's just being a good person. You know, it's just, it's just getting up every day and knowing that 
Um, I have a wife and two beautiful daughters that I need to take care of. Mm. Uh, you know, God's given me a beautiful life and a skill set that, that, you know, you can't necessarily teach and that's people skills. And, you know, it's, it's being a leader. It's being able to get out in front of people and, and be a shining light in their life, no matter what's happening in their life and not judging people. And, you know, I think for me, it's just, it's just been a, a, a push that, you know, God's just kind of like, Hey, Derek, you just get out there and, and, and do what I created you to do. And, you know, that's what I've done. And I just have taken the ball and run with it really. Yeah. And I mean, obviously that's a, a testament to, to who you are as a person and outside of people skills, I think what is something that can't be taught either is being genuine to be empathetic, to actually care and you always lead with that um, that mindset, that posture, which makes you an incredible um, representation of you know what I believe in in our family. And when it comes to these decisions, you actually have to have kind of a balancing act of of high empathy, high compassion. But then when you're in the trenches of a deal where you have a house under contract and you're negotiating. One thing that I tip my hat to you for is your ability to go to battle and go fight and make the best possible situation at the finalization of a transaction on the behalf of, of my family. So I'd love for you to walk through, how do you develop that balancing act of high empathy and warrior mode at the contract table? <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. Thanks for your kind words. You know, I think it's, um, it's just one of those things that, you know, in life, I, I love negotiating. I love, you know, trying to outsmart my opponent, so to speak. Um, you know, it's like a board game or, a, you know, a competitive sport. You know, we all learn our different ways of, you know, maybe I can skate a little bit faster into the corner than this guy and I'll come out of the corner quicker or, you know, whatever the the skill set might be or the play, let's say, you know, you just kind of hone those skills over the years. And, you know, thankfully I've been blessed with, you know, enough transactions and sales and business that, you know, I've been able to really, um, come on strong with those negotiating skills and, and build my character as to how I'm going to service my clients and what the benefits are for them to use me versus another realtor out there. Cause there's plenty of us in the business, but, you know, I think what makes somebody really good is, is that yes, you have empathy, you have compassion you sincerely want just whatever the right deal is for your client. And it's not about the money. The money always comes. And I think that most people are seeing that in the wrong light. I see. Real estate is, you know, this is, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to make money. I'm going to drive a nice car. I'm going to, you know, have a Gucci suit, whatever it is. Right. And the reality is, is none of that matters. You know, they're in the business for the wrong reasons. And the right reasons to be in this business is, is to sincerely help somebody whether you even get paid at the end of the deal or not, it doesn't matter. I have deals fall apart all the time and I don't let it get me down or get discouraged because I know the right deal will come and it'll come at the right time for that client and that person. And so I think having that mindset, that no lose mindset, you know, so many people get discouraged in life, whether it's a, uh, an injury, you know, in sports and it's so hard and you know, it is, it's mental toughness. It's like, Oh, I, I tore my ACL. I can't get out there and ski or, yep you know, whatever it is, you know, you just have to have a no lose mindset in life. And I think that once people are able to develop that, you know, then you can get through any adversity and nothing will stop you because you just keep going. You're just a machine. 
Well, listen, I know I have kind words for you because you represented my family, but the truth is, is in the state of Colorado, really, from what I understand, since the age of 30, you've been one of the top 1% of producers in the state of Colorado for real estate transactions. And I know that doesn't happen overnight. And I know that's not just a snap of the fingers type of accomplishment, but you know, when I share that statistic with you and you think about all of the interactions you've had and, you know, the, the success that you've had, I mean, what kind of stands out to you the most, Derek, that you're most proud of with your career so far? Mm, thanks, Coleman. That's kind of you. You know, I appreciate you throwing those stats out and that that is correct and true. And, you know, I, I think that for me, I've never been a guy who's like, oh, I got to be number one. I got to win the awards. I, you know, certainly I'm a competitive human being. There's no question about it. Um, but I think for me, it's, you know, again, it's just putting the effort, the time in, you know, kind of like training, right? I mean, let's say you're going to train for a triathlon. If you got to eat right, you got to get your sleep, you got to be training, you got to have your schedule dialed to be on your A game so you can accomplish that goal and dream, whether you, you know, place first in that triathlon or you place 50th, I think the whole goal is, is you want to finish and you want to finish at the best of your ability. And I think that's the same thing with business and, and life is, you know, it's not about being number one. It's just about being able to pace yourself, accomplish your goals and dreams mm. and being able to, to get through it at the pace in which you can you can handle right and and i think so many people they they burn out in this industry and you know i certainly am guilty of that too at certain times but i think i'm most proud of just where i have where i've gotten myself at the age that i am today and looking back at the last 20 years of my life and knowing how hard and how many things personally i've gone through um you know, financially, from a business perspective, you know, the list goes on and on. We all have problems. I mean, everybody yeah. runs into the same roadblocks in life. You know, none of us are are immune, you know, to any of those things. And so I think I'm most proud of just who I am each day and, and you know, the, the dad that I am, the husband that I am, the provider that I am, the friend that I am, the person that I am to everybody around me. And I think ultimately that's what's made me successful is because I've always treated everybody the same and I've always, you know, just conducted my business the same. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get the same level of service, whether it's a $200,000, you know, condo or a $2 million home. Yeah. You're going to be Derek Thomas and, and Derek Thomas is going to give you the full package. I'm not going to, you know, Oh, it's only a $200,000 sale. I'm not going to put much time and energy into this. I put the same amount of time and energy into a $200,000 client as I do a $2 million. And I do that with my friends, you know, anybody that's, that's close to me and it's deserving of that. I treat them all that way. Mm. Yeah. And I have not only experienced that with how you've helped me, but I've seen that too with, you know, some indirect help with some family members recently. And, you know, that is a, a really powerful way to look at your business and, you know, even as a, as a coach, like what I thrive off of is yes, I have a lot of kids that I help that are, you know, very talented athletes and are kind of the, the crim la crim, you know, yeah. on the path of doing great things as an athlete, but give me the kid too. That's just curious about, you know, 
the exciting passion of the game of tennis and wants to, you know, compete for their high school team or wants to be able to go out and play with their family and giving them the tools necessary to enjoy the game brings me the same amount of joy as a kid who was able to win a state championship and go on and play in college. Right. And that type of uh, mindset on whoever I'm going to be in front of, however I'm going to be in front of them and whatever their background is, they're going to get the best version of me. And that's a testament to the success that you've had. And to make it that simple, I think, is something that will really resonate with the listeners. And segueing from that, I know that you've kind of diversified your skill set a little bit to where, you know, you have your real estate business, but you also look for opportunities, you know, as an investor and, and, and particular projects and just an unbelievable, you know, unique market here in, in Denver and in Colorado. I'd love for you to speak to maybe how your career has diversified into other opportunities to maybe tap into what your dad was doing back in the day and, um, you know, kind of reach into other areas of, of business. Yeah. Thanks Coleman. So, um, yeah, you know, going back to my dad, I was, you know, blessed to, you know, have uh, a leader and a father in my, in, in my life that, you know, has been able to teach me not only, you know, a lot about life, but, you know, also a lot about business dealings. And so um, my dad kind of semi-retired right before the recession and sold out of a lot of his apartment buildings and things. And um, about 10 years ago, you know, him and I decided that we would kind of start trying to find some projects to do and, you know, um, maybe do, we started out just doing like some fix and flips. We would buy a little house here, you know, maybe a duplex there, yep. you know, fix them up, you know, end up, you know, turning around and selling them. And then it kind of turned into full blown like development stuff. And, you know, him and I were finding deals where, you know, maybe it was one house sitting there and we would scrape the house and then we replatted it for six houses. And, you know, then we would, you know, find another deal where we could put two pieces of land together to maybe put a 10 unit, you know, type deal on and stuff like that. So it's been a lot of fun because I was able to really learn about, you know, entitlements, development, you know, construction, really engage myself and get involved in that side of the industry, which I think a lot of agents don't have any real knowledge on. Sure, they might go sell a new Lennar home and do a couple of walkthroughs and think that they understand no construction. And the reality is, is that there's so much to it. You know, there's a lot to it with these counties and the permitting processes and the zoning and, you know, what is it that you really have here, you know, with X amount of square footage on a lot or whatever, and what's the ability to maybe make some changes to turn that investment, you know, tenfold or fivefold, whatever it might look like, right? So it's been fun. My dad and I, uh, you know, had a, had a really good time the last 10 years doing that. Um, you know, he's fully retired now. It doesn't mean we might not get back into doing some of that, you know, more, or even, you know, myself maybe doing a little bit of that, but, um, I think the market got so hot that, (laughs) you know, it's been kind of tough to really make these deals pencil and make sense. And just the importance of what's been transpiring in, in our market here this last 12 months, I think has caused some uncertainty for most investors. Um, but yeah, I've been able to, Hone my skill set not only as having my, you know, help people buy and sell real estate side, but also I bring that investment, you know, development construction side to the table too, which a lot of people just, you know, don't haven't had that opportunity. And I was lucky enough to be able to do that. 
Excellent. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the, the state of real estate, it changes sometimes every day. It certainly has had a lot of changes recently. And I think it would be beneficial for you to share based off of the current state of the real estate market. You know, if I am someone that is in the market to buy a home or to rent, I know that that's a, a loaded question and there's a lot of variables that would probably have you answer one way or another. But if you kind of had a, a 2023 Colorado real estate 101, what advice would you be giving to potential buyers today? Yeah, great question, Coleman, because I think so many people are, you know, trying to understand and figure out what's really happening here with the marketplace. But, you know, to me, I think right now is an awesome time to be a buyer. It's a great time. Everybody's so freaked out about interest rates. You know, most people are sitting on the sidelines. People aren't buying properties right now. Most most listings are sitting unless they're underpriced or they're just a super good deal. And so I think it's a great time for people that want to get into the market. I think now is the time to do it because as soon as we see these interest rates drop, which we will, yeah. we'll see them drop next year. My guess is, is everything that I'm reading and all the, the economists and, you know, strategists, you know, are, are pretty much saying that eventually we'll maybe see the rates drop, you know, down into the six, maybe five and a half range is where they'll settle. Yeah. Hopefully at the end of next year. But the reality is, I think if even if we see these things drop, you know, 50 basis points to, you know, 100, which would be a half a point to a point, I think that the market's going to just explode again and go gangbusters because we need housing. Yeah. Our inventory levels are super low still right now. So what that means is, is that prices are actually holding on because there's not much for people to go out there and buy. Right. So I think as soon as the rates drop a little bit, a lot of these buyers that are sitting on the sidelines are going to jump in. We're going to see bidding wars again. The market's going to be crazy and everyone's going to be like, oh, I should have bought the end of 2023 when things were slow and everybody was scared, you know? So now is the time to buy, um, you know, for sellers out there. I think it's also a good time because there isn't much inventory out there. So I do think, you know, it, it, if you're patient enough, homes will sell, but I think people need to go into it. It's not you're not going to sell your home in the first week or two anymore. It's going to take three, maybe four months to get rid of something now because just of the state of the economy and where we're at. So I think if you're patient as a seller and you know you want to jump in and buy something, I, I highly recommend right now doing it because I think the spring could really pick up. Obviously, we have an election year coming up, so there's some variables there. Um, we've got some variables, you know, just with the global economy and you know what the Fed's doing with rates and. When are we going to start seeing deflation and, and rate cuts, which we will see next year at some point? We don't know what that what that landscape looks like, but I do think overall Denver is just a, a fantastic market. I think it's going to stay strong. I don't see the market falling out. There's so many people that call me and oh my gosh, Derek, we're so scared. You know, is this going to be another no. 2000? The answer is no. Okay. You know, um, and to give the listeners just a real quick snippet, you know, in 2006 the market was fantastic. We had about 35,000 housing units in the eight metro counties here available for sale back in 06, right? And the market was was booming. Um, then we had the recession. And then, you know, obviously the last decade, the real estate market's been great. But to put it in perspective right now, we have about four to 5,000 units that are hovering out there. Wow. So, and our population has almost doubled since then. We have, you know, a lot of people that are, moving out here from other states, you know, like California and Texas. And we're even seeing a lot of people coming out here from the Midwest, believe it or not. And they come out and they have sticker shock with their housing prices. But 
I think the reality is, is that, you know, inventory is low, the market's going to be fine. People's, you know, um, houses, they're not going to drop in value by 50% overnight. It just won't happen. So. Yeah. And I know that those interest rates as they fluctuated can, I mean, listen, you know, there was a lot of fear that we had and we were able to, you know, utilize a refinance when, when things were in a little bit more different States than they are now. But you know, I think of the war stories from like our parents' generation when they're buying houses at 16, 17% yeah. and how excited they were about that. And, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, five and a half, six is where these things might settle. Um, it's still a pretty good time to, to buy. And I think that that's a real telling thing because, you know, one thing that you taught me as a client is a lot of, you know, the political side of things, the economic side of things, it can distract you from truly what's best for your family. And for me, it was a home that was important for us to raise our family in, for it to be close to our kids' schools, to be close to those activities, to be part of a community. So I think, you know, it would be really neat for you to maybe as, as not only someone that is providing real estate as you have been for so many years, being able to kind of maybe see through some of those distractions. I mean, I know that, you know, new construction is kind of here or there these days. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunities more to find, you know, maybe an older home that you can renovate and things like that. But I just love for you to speak to the importance of, uh, still making the best decision for, for you or for your family when you're doing these types of transactions. Yeah, that's a great point you bring up Colin. And and you're so right. I think so many people get so distracted as to, you know, the news and what's happening in the market and the economy and everyone, you know, lives in fear where this is a fear-based, uh, you know, country that we're in, unfortunately at this point, you know, things have really changed the last five years. And, I think, you know, anytime you're making a decision from a financial perspective and a housing perspective, you got to take some of those fears out. You got to eliminate some of those factors and really make good judgment calls in knowing when is the right time, what's the right purchase, what should I do? And one of the things I always tell people is, and, and you know, people even thought I was crazy this year. I, I ended up selling uh a ranch that I had down in Franktown that, you know, my wife and kids and I moved to a little over three years ago. And I decided, you know, on a whim to just to to sell it and to move even with the current interest rate environment, the interest rates don't scare me. I would rather make a sound decision in purchasing when the market, you know, makes a shift and slows. And I saw that coming. So my strategic strategy was let's sell this place now we're going to get, you know, a good price for it. And we're going to be able to go buy something that's slightly discounted, not huge, but a little bit discounted. And we're going to just, you know, live with the rate for a little bit because we know the rate will come back down and you can always refinance. So I think people need to have the mindset of more of a long-term goal as opposed to a short-term or short-sighted outlook on, on something like that. And I think, you know, there's so many factors, whether it's kids, schooling, you know, commuting for work and things like that, or needing more space, maybe it's a new family, they're going to have more children, you know, it's, you got to just look at it um, as a more of like a three to five year goal, as opposed to, you know, what's going to transpire in the next 12 months. And 
I think so many people look at it and go, oh, I don't want to get rid of my 3% interest rate because I'm going to be at seven or seven and a half as we're sitting you know, here today. But the reality is, is that they're going to be able to refinance that back down next year. And they might be able to pull some equity out of their current home that they're in mm. and put more of a down payment on the next house anyway. So the net delta of that payment might not be as significant as what people think. So I think it's just really sitting down with somebody that's highly educated, that understands the numbers and what's going on to be able to make those kinds of, of adjustments during a period like this. And, you know, I always tell my clients and people buying the fall and winter, sell in the spring. That's just what you do. I mean, everyone wants to go out and buy stuff in the spring. That's when everybody else is buying. You're not going to buy anything on sale. You wait till the fall and the winter months. That's when you're going to get a deal. And if you're a seller, you know, if it's possible, you know, try to time your home sale anywhere between February and May, because February and May is our selling season. Most people think that the selling season is over the summer. And the reality is it's really not. Most people want to sell and make a move, you know, before this next school year starts. And they typically do that in February and May timeframe. Right. I mean, again, a wealth of knowledge you are. And I just love those tidbits of being able to see the big picture, because sometimes when I mean, you and I both know a lot of people buy and sell off of emotion. And when you're in an emotionally uh, charged decision, like buying a home, um, it's always, I think, tremendous that you're able to show the big picture and to make sure that each and every variable and option and realistic, uh, you know, viewpoint is in perspective. And with that said, you know, I want to give you an opportunity, Derek, because I know that through not only the success you've had, you've had a lot of opportunity to mentor other young real estate agents, other, you know, folks that want to get into the industry. But I want you to take an opportunity to maybe go back and think about you. And I mean, go back to that 16, 17, 18 year old, you know, Derek Thomas as he's uh, looking to navigate this world of real estate and fast forward now, 20 years later to where you are, what you've experienced, the perspective that you've instilled. And if you had an opportunity to take that younger version of yourself and go to a coffee shop down the street there in Parker and give them some words of wisdom, some advice, some life perspective from what you've experienced, I'd love for you to share with the listeners what would you tell that person? It's a, I love that question. And um, you're so right. I think, you know, the the one thing in the whole point of what we're doing here today, and, and I applaud you, Coleman, on, you know, this podcast in general, because I think you're helping some of these young listeners, you know, um, be the greatest that they can be as they move through their, you know, uh, possible teenage years into their 20s and you know, they're being defined as young adults. And I think that if somebody could have told me what I know now, first of all, I would have said, gosh, I would have never thought I would be where I am today when I was, you know, 18 years old. I I had aspirations and goals and dreams, but, you know, I wasn't really sure how to get there. But I think the number one thing that I would tell the young listeners today would be, you are who you surround yourself with. So look at your peer group, look at your top three to five people that you hang out with. How old are they? What are they doing? What type of decisions are they making? Um, that's going to really dictate everything in your life as you, you know, move through your adolescence and, and, you know, turn into an adult. And 
I think that so many people, you know, think that things are harmless or friends or different things, but really surrounding yourself around people that are better than you, smarter than you, kinder than you, whatever those attributes might be, I think is extremely important. And I wish I would have known that more so then than I do now. And, you know, for me, I think if I were to tell somebody to get into this industry at a young age, I would say, get connected with a mentor. Get somebody that can show you the ropes and they will knock off a decade of learning very quickly for you. Mm. And I think that, you know, getting teamed up with the right person and the right mentor and leader is just critical in anything that you do in life, whether it's, you know, if you want to get into real estate, but even, you know, tennis, uh, any type of sport, any type of education, any of those things, I think you just need to find somebody that's excellent at what they're doing and, you know, ask them, don't be afraid to ask them. Cause a lot of people that are successful, they want to help you. Right. You want to give them their tips and tricks and secrets. I love it. I, there's nothing more than I love than sitting down with somebody and talking real estate and somebody that's one or two years into the business and they're discouraged. I love meeting with them because I can breathe new life into them. And I know that I can help them get on a path that is going to be successful and that, you know, they're going to succeed and, and enjoy it, you know, as they're going through those times, because um, nothing's easy, especially when you're starting out and especially when you're young, it's, it's very tough. I mean, I was selling real estate at, you know, 19, 20 years old, and I would walk into somebody's house and they'd be like, what are you doing? You're a child. You're going to sell my half a million dollar house, you know? Mm. And so that was a lot of adversity that I had to get through and strategically, you know, come up with ways to be able to show people what my um what my service level is and and, yeah. and what my skill set is and sell myself and that's very tough when you're young and even if it's selling cars same kind of thing you know it's tough you're sitting on a on a dealer's lot and you're trying to sell a guy a hundred thousand dollar truck okay well you know it might yeah. be pretty difficult as a young you know 18 year old guy or gal to try to you know do that so but I think surrounding yourself around people is the point today that I would uh, really, you know, drive home is just just get good friends, hang out with good people, surround yourself around excellence. Yeah, and I just uh, resonates with me deeply because I had a mentor tell me once, you know, show me the five to six people that you are surrounding yourself with the most and I'll show you who you are and where you're at in your career, right? And yeah. I just think that's so well said and you've spent a tremendous amount of valuable time with me on the podcast today and I know how important your time is, but I also know how important it is for you to help others and I think for the listeners, it would be beneficial to know how they can find you and one thing that's really neat about you, Derek, is not only are you a real estate agent, but when it came to trying to find some resources on some options for financing, finding some resources on, you know, handyman or HVAC or, you know, anything home related, somehow, some way you pull out this Rolodex and find somebody for me to talk to. Um, I'd love for you to tell the listeners about how they can find you and if they'd love for you to help them with where they're at and utilize your services. Yeah. Th- thanks, Coleman. And, and yeah, I do view myself as a, as a resource and I would, uh, you know, reach out to me for anything, you know, um, whether it is a, a contractor that you might need for your home or 
you just want to talk about the market or maybe you want to know what your home's worth or maybe you just want to talk about real estate or you have interests in pursuing you know the real estate industry as even a business or a career mm. be more than happy to field any of those phone calls but a um, couple of good ways to get a hold of me uh derek thomas real estate.com is my website um my uh, mobile phone number is is published on there uh derek thomas realtor is uh, my instagram handle so you know you're welcome to, to dm me on there as well or or you know get on um my email is also published on derek thomas real estate.com uh but it's basically dt uh just like my first and last name and then at derek thomas real estate.com so yeah feel free to reach out it's just uh it's been a pleasure being able to do this i'm i'm sincerely honored coleman that you asked me and um you know just uh, love what you're doing with the whole btv project and this podcast and uh you're really inspirational and i think that you're you're doing something that's really neat so I appreciate that. I'll make sure that those logistics on how to find you are in the podcast notes. And most importantly, again, the BTB project, I have really this kind of motto of impossible is nothing. When I say impossible is nothing, what does that mean to Derek Thomas? I think it's real clear cut. I think that, you know, when you put your head in the game and you're in the right mental and physical capacity, there's nothing that you can't accomplish in life. Mm. And I think we all have, uh, you know, things and barriers that, that hit us in our lives. And sometimes things do look impossible, but I think the reality is, is that if you put your mind and heart into it and you put 110% into it, there's nothing that you can't accomplish in this world. Excellent. Well said, Derek. Continued success, uh, continued opportunities for mentorship, health and happiness to your family. And thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me today on the BTB project. Thanks for having me, Coleman. Same, same to you and the listeners. Such an awesome conversation with my friend Derek and just a tremendous amount of perspective we can learn from his journey as a real estate agent And the thing that really resonated with me the most in the conversation is his ability to have confidence, to believe in himself, to know that whatever he endures in a real estate deal or the time that it takes to get, you know, ramped up and have success in this business, that he's willing to pay the price to roll up his sleeves and to ultimately do the right thing for each and every person that he helps. As the listener, there's a lot of takeaways from Derek's story. And being able to have that perspective and understanding of no matter how big of a deal it is, no matter how small of a deal it is, that each and every person you come across in your life, you give them your best, you give them their all, and you find ways to help them accomplish their goals no matter the circumstances. This is exactly the mission of the BTB project. And if Derek's story resonated with you today, do me a favor, like and subscribe to the BTB project. Better yet, send it off to a friend, family, colleague, anybody that you think would help, and tell them why the episode helped you. I want to continue the movement of the project And I am so proud of each and every one of you. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, take care.